0: Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Susie Hawkins, and I'm here with my friend Kristen Poole, and we are here to talk about choosing powerful teaching illustrations. You can read our bios on the website if you would like to. And uh, we welcome you to this conversation that we are doing on behalf of BeyondOrdinaryWomen.org. And we're talking this morning about using and choosing powerful teaching illustrations and applications. Kristen, I know that you prepare quite a few Bible Bible studies. And I'm sure this is a big part of your preparation. Yes, absolutely. Because we know just the emotional
1: um, power of using stories, using mm-hmm. metaphors, using language is going to take it beyond just the, the cognitive level and, yes. you know, help people really get into
0: the text. So powerful illustrations are a huge p- part of teaching. I've often heard it said that people may not remember what you said, but they'll remember your story. It will, for years <laughs> yeah. and years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And you know... I think as we prepared for this and talked about teaching and illustrations and applications, mm. I was amazed as I just thought about going through the Gospels and looking mm. at Jesus teaching. He constantly used stories of application and illustration, and so we shouldn't be afraid to do that. We need to. I often think that if the Word of God is the meat in the meal you're mm. serving, the sides are the application and yeah. the illustrations they will enhance. The, the message That's that amazing. you are teaching. So let's talk about a couple of things. Um, categories of illustrations, the mm-hmm. kinds of illustrations we might use, and then also how to vary them. Absolutely. I think we need to, as teachers, develop the skill of using different types of illustrations and um, maybe putting a little bit of uh, work into finding the right ones that, we, that can have the most impact on our audience. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. let's talk first about clarifying hard concepts. Sometimes Mm -hmm. a a difficult theological concept might be a time when you really need a strong illustration. I'm thinking of a time when I was talking on prayer Mm -hmm. and remember Mm -hmm. using, I had small children, and remember thinking how much more... um, meaning this idea of a child coming to their parent and asking for something they need. Like when Jesus said, if you want, uh, if your child asked for bread, would you give them a serpent or a fish or whatever it was? Um, some of these really strong personal illustrations mm-hmm. can be used, can they not, yes. in that way? Like you said,
1: to kind of clarify what's going on. You know, recently um, I've been teaching through the uh, Synoptic Gospels mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard to understand why Matthew would record one thing about Jesus, but Mark records something else, and maybe Luke is silent on it. Mm. And so to kind of explain the way that the Gospels work together in harmony, I used an illustration of, of a diamond, of Jesus as a diamond with the light pouring through it, and the idea that depending on where you look at that diamond, uh, you see different colors and different facets of truth. And so mm-hmm. they're that's all cool. recording truth, but they're seeing it from their own unique perspective. So just kind of using a concrete illustration I that. I I'm I to explain that. Explain that. I <laughs> that's a great idea. That's a great example. That's so right. that's how we're helping people clarify what might be fuzzy mm-hmm. in their minds. And then really just, you know, I think there's also that need to sometimes apply to what's really going on in people's
0: lives to connect Mm -hmm. with them personally as well yes yes Mm -hmm. and you know you can use stories of people you know it doesn't have to be just a personal illustration Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but to find to know to tell a story of something that's going on in a friend's life um i was teaching one time on jesus the basic kind of the estrangement that he had from his Mm -hmm. brothers and i don't know that he had it from mary but for sure we know during his ministry he had some kind of estrangement from his brothers. Mm -hmm. And using an example of a dear friend I know whose family was dealing with estrangement Mm -hmm. and bringing it down to what Mm -hmm. that feels like, especially for a mom. You know, what that feels like and what that means. Yes, Real people in real life today are going through the same situation. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. One thing to remember on that, Kristen, is to, if you do use someone else's story, to be sure you have their permission Mm Um, or you change details in some way, but I think it's the ethical thing to do to be sure it yes. is all right with them yes, to have permission to use their story. And it makes the audience feel more at ease knowing that that, that you know the story has been given with permission. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Uh, another thing that's important, I think, is to think about the categories of illustrations. Mm-hmm. Let's say mm-hmm. you have three points. So you need three right. illustrations, right. right, or applications. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's very often we just do the first thing that comes to mind, just the first thing we think about. But if you think about it, a lot of times that's just very expected and very, we do the same thing all the time. And often it's, I think, related to who we are, our personalities.
1: I know I tend to want to use all personal illustrations and some people want to use history all the time. And, you, you know, that's not helpful to our audience if we're just using one type. Right. Um, so I know we kind of jotted down some of the categories um, that we thought might be helpful for people with illustrations. Um, one would just be Bible characters. Um, which is I, the best, right? Yeah. Scripture illustrating scripture. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think yeah. the only caveat is, you know, um, giving enough details about that character because I think some of the women we'll be teaching don't have maybe the Bible literacy that we do. And well, so you right. want That's to be true. able to, to bring in um, enough of the story to help them kind of that, um, that this applies in another Bible character's life. But that's always helpful because you're helping build their, right. their understanding of scripture as a whole. Yeah, that's, really, that's um, really Another one would be um, just a personal story about yourself. And I think I always um, want to present a balanced view. So I don't want to be the hero of every story, but I also don't want to be the failure of every <laughs> story because you want people to know that, you know, you're like anyone else. You have spiritual successes, but you also stumble. and, you, and right. So um, being vulnerable, I think, is huge to letting people know that it's okay, that um, weakness is okay, mm-hmm. that you can um, be real with your audience, and, yes, um, and that scripture um, allows us to really just be honest with what's going on in our lives. And so that's, to me, that's really powerful
0: to just Add in a personal illustration as well, and I think probably it is wise, don't you think, in every lesson you teach to have one thing personal. Yes, whether definitely. it's in the introduction, an in illustration, conclusion, and you know, I think it helps. You know, I found it
1: helps actually connect with the audience, where mm-hmm. people will say, "Wow, now I can listen to you
0: more because I know you're a real person." So well, it kind of breaks down walls. It does, and people relate to failure, not to success. <laughs> they don't want to hear yeah. how great. And clean your house is, and how your kids are perfect. Mm-hmm. They want to know your life is mm-hmm. a mess, and yeah. they're automatic. It's just the way we are, right? right. Exactly. So that's, there's nothing to be afraid of with that. Yeah. As a teacher, you don't, you're not presenting yourself as the expert mm-hmm. or the perfect Christian. You're simply sharing God's word. Mm-hmm. That's such a relief. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in another category
1: um, that's good is just real life stories, whether it's from the news, whether it's from history. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, this is often a challenge for me because I can get kind of insulated and I um, but the reminder of as a teacher we should be well read we should know what's going on in the world so to be true. able to connect yeah. 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 Um, to yeah. share stories um, and illustrations that are going on in, in the world uh, either now or in the past so that people can really see um, see that
0: connection there right and I think what you said bringing it down to a really personal level it's very easy to talk about the people out there mm. you know the unbelievers or the secular mindset or whatever that kind of thing And just to talk about those people out there. But if we're really going to apply scriptural principles to our life, we need to bring it down to what does this say to me in my life? Where am I being inconsistent myself? It's very easy to judge others and say how wrong they are. But could we all have blind spots? And I think that's a part of good illustrations and applications is helping people see their blind spots. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to giving a testimony yourself of maybe how you didn't see something before. It does. You know, when you said that, it made me think about when the prophet
1: Nathan comes to David oh, and Nathan, uses that yeah. that illustration. All of a sudden, David gets hit in the heart of, oh, yeah. my goodness, God. He and, saw and, and it. And all of a sudden, it, it, it yeah. brings about repentance and transformation in his life. Yeah. So I think you're right. An illustration can really not just be about how to think about other people, but really a, a place where God
0: meets you in your heart. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, another thing that I think is important is to vary your illustrations according to your audience. Yes. You know, we have life stages, yeah. um, gender issues, if you're teaching men and women, certainly age issues, mm-hmm. cultural, mm-hmm. African-American, Asian. Mm-hmm. And I know that each, you know, sometimes it might be not be a bad idea to, if you have uh, some people in different life stages, for example, or other cultures to run your application or your, your illustration and talk to them ahead of time and see, will it apply? Is this something in their culture they would relate to? That's a great point. You know, um, we're gonna be, like you said, teaching to wide
1: audiences. And really, if we only do uh, the work to, to reach out to one demographic, then we're not really ministering to the body of Christ as a whole. We're just kind of ministering almost to ourselves and our own, our own culture. Um, You know, I've been convicted of that lately and realizing that a lot of the people that I have used um, as resources have been white males, because that's been presented to me and that those are the ones who um, are often used as experts. Especially Chuck Swindoll. (laughs) And they they have great things to say, but to do the work of finding women who say the same thing and teach. truth in, in ways that we need to hear and to find people from different ethnicities as well. You know, To do the work of hearing other voices is really important. Well, you
0: just said that, do the work. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. You have to do the work, find out, push yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Don't be afraid, push yourself and ask other people, does this work? Does this mean something? Is this appropriate mm-hmm. for your culture? Will this mean anything to you? And um, don't just assume we know what is the right thing. So um, there is some work involved in it, but it is, it enhances, it so enhances the message that you are teaching using powerful Mm
1: -hmm. illustrations and
0: applications. Do you have anything to add to this? Well, I love your
1: part talking about the community piece, Mm -hmm. because I think it's easy for me sometimes as a teacher to to rely on the same illustrations or to, to not do the hard work. And so I need someone like you to come along and say, maybe you should vary something up or maybe this doesn't connect. And so I yeah. think teaching sometimes can be a kind of a, it's viewed as a solo activity and it shouldn't be in the church. Right. And so right. it's right. this is a good reminder. I think we talked
0: about, this is for us just as much as it is right. for anyone else watching right. the video. And you know, one last thing, um, I think Kristen, if you, if you don't have time to do that or you, you get to your place and you realize this isn't working with these people you one place you can always go and have and relate to people I think is to find an emotion Mm. to say fear or worry or anxiety or guilt you know everybody can relate to that in some way so you can always go back to this emotion and then what God says about that Mm -hmm. so um I think that's a good challenge for Bible teachers to stay on top of things and be wise. Mm -hmm, It is. so. Thank you for being with us today. I've enjoyed this conversation with Kristen. Hope you have too. I hope that this um, video has been helpful to you as you look for powerful applications and illustrations as you teach God's Word. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to BeyondOrdinaryWomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. The music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.